Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Daf Ayin Base, almost at the end of the Masechta. What do we have? Ten days left, give or take. Hey Aleph, Pay Base. All right, we have about eleven days left, including today's blot. I have to catch up three blot on the Seder because I missed three blot in Maseches Sota, so I'll have to learn thirteen blot in the next thirteen days. We'll figure it out one way or the other, because then we'll make a siyum, Bar Hashem, on Seder Nashim, and then off to into the world of Nizikin. Yeah, we'll figure out all the logistics we always do. The Gemara says on the top of Ayin Beis and Aleph, about eight lines down, two lines into the wide lines. Yesterday, we were discussing some of the boundaries of Bavel. Today, we're going to get into still more details about Bavel. Um, of course, some of this is geographically unknown to us, so it does make it a little hard to grasp. Uh, some of the details, again, as mentioned, the Maharsha does have a picture in the back uh, of the book that does make it a little bit helpful. Um, and I'm sure there are other resources as well. The Gemara says as follows, two lines before the wide lines on Ayin Beis Medalef, Omar, Ramibar Abba, Chavil Yama, this is a location, Tchilta de Bavel, it's the most beautiful part of Bavel. Shunya Veguvya Tchilta de Chavil Yama, and within Chavil Yama, Shunya Veguvya, these two locations within are the most beautiful within the uh, Chavil Yama. Ravina Amar Af Tzitzura, there was actually another location that was particularly beautiful within Chavil <laughs> Yama. And the Gemara brings a brisa to match this, Tanya Namihachi, the brisa says, Chanan Bar Pinchas Omer, Chavil Yama Tchilta de Bavel, the most beautiful part of Chavil Yama, uh, the most beautiful part of Bavel is Chavil Yama, and Shunya Veguvya, and we see Vitzitzura, Ravina's additions, also added into the brisa. These three locations are Tchilta de Chavil Yama, beautiful locations. However, Amara Papa, he says, Vihaidna, Nowadays, much as they may be beautiful, there are a lot of kusim there. And what does that mean? Remember what we were talking about yesterday is yichus, and now it's no longer a trustworthy community. We had said yesterday that Eretz Yisrael was Esau of Babel. Eretz Yisrael was considered to be a mishkababel relative to Babel. To Babel. But here, Rav Papa was of the opinion that, uh, that the kusim were, were so mixed in that it questioned the... Uh, the purity of Bavel in this particular community. However, Velohi, the Gemara says three lines into the wide lines, a quarter of the way down, that it's not correct. Itzahu de Boyaminahu, the Kusim had requested to marry a particular woman from the city of Chavil Yama. They were still Mahbit, they were still from, they still held on Stark, and they would not allow this Kusi to marry a Yiddish maidel. My Chavil Yama, what's the location of Chavil Yama? Amarav Papa, Zupras de Borsi, it's Borsi, which was on the Pras on the Euphrates. Gavra de Amar Luhu, there was a man who said to them, Anamin Shot Mishot, I'm from this particular city called Shot Mishot. And the Gemara says, This is between the rivers of the Diglas and the Pras. As the general, <laughs> general loose bookends, Bavil is between these two rivers. That's the place where there is an aspect of purity of um, an aspect of purity of Bavel. And the Gemara says, uh, thank you, Rav Yitzchak Nafcha, but b'chi ma bein hanaros omedes, b'chi bein hanaros omedes, mai have, amar abayi, amar abicham abarokva, amar abiyosi barabchanina, bein hanaros harehi kegola, liyuchsin. It's similar to this place that is, uh, that is Gola, and that therefore it's considered a place that's good for Yuchsin Vehecha Kaima. What is considered the location of Shot Mishot, this location? What are the details? Amra Yochanan, a third of the way down, Mi Ihi Dekira Ula'el. It's from this location of Ihi Dekira and going higher up. 
I've Amar of Yochanan that it's actually further that this location of Shob Mishod is Ad Ma'avarta de Gizma. So says the Gemara, you're right, Amar Abai Ritzua Nafka. This phrase should be reminiscent of a Gemara in Gittin Mi'akul Tzipori that the land jutted in such a way that the that this piece of property was in fact within both shitas. The Gemara now focuses in on a couple of different cities that were located in Bavel. Amar of Ika Bar Avin Amar of Chananel Amar Rab. Chalzon Nihavand, these two particular cities, Chalzon and Nihavand, and these are trustworthy places as it relates to Yichus, and you can marry someone from there, no problem. Says the Gemara, <laughs> don't listen to him. He was biased. Why was Reb Hananel biased? Because Yavama, he did not His brother had just passed away with no children, and he wanted to marry the Yavama, who was his ex-sister-in-law. So he had a little bit of a yetzer hara to, to lie. So uh, he pushes back. You think that I'm the one who's going to pass in my own shilas when my own yetzer hara is involved? That's absolutely not correct. This actually is the opinion of Reb Hanana. Um, So I should actually correct this and say the person who's... Um, whose brother died was Ikabar of it. So he says, no, I was quoting from Reb Hananel. Says the Gemara, Azal Shailuha le Reb Hananel. They brought the Shaila in front of Reb Hananel. Hey, can you tell me about this city of Chilazon and Nehava and these two particular cities? Amar lehu hachi, Amar Rab. Rab was of the opinion that Chilazon and Nehava and Tarei This is considered to be a place that's valid as it relates to Yuchsen and you can get married to someone from that location. And the Gemara says, This, in fact, was argued by the sheet of Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, That these uh, people were placed into Bachlach, uh, we don't even know what these words mean. So, Chalach. Chlach zo chalzon. This is a city that the city of chalzon. Chabor zo hadayav and har gozen zo ginzak arei madai chemdan v'chavroseh ve'amrila zu nahavan v'chavroseh. So we see that both of our cities of chalzon and nahavan are mentioned. My chavroseh. What does the word chavroseh mean when it's referenced over here? Amr Shmuel krach mushchi chuski v'rumki that the cities that immediately surrounded Chalzon and Hadayav and Ginzak and what was the last one? Aremada Chemdan, all of these were surrounded by these other three small locales. And Amar of Yochanan, Bukulam Lifsol. Oh, so here we see a stira, a stira. Because we initially said in the name of Rav that the city of Chalzon and Nehavand were considered to be Mutter Luyuchsen. Here we see Pasal Luyuchsen, Stira. So it says the Gemara, Kasalka Daita Mushri Hainu Mushchini. We thought that perhaps Mushri and Mushchini were the same. That can't be. Mushchini is valid and Mushri is not. What does the Pasuk mean? All the same sugya. We'll connect all the dots in a moment. There were three Iloin. The first Ayin is interchangeable with a Tzadi. Atzela is a rib. There are three ribs in the mouth between his teeth. This is a pasuk from Daniel referencing a nevuah. Remember our cities, one of them is Chalzon. Sometimes the country would have it included in the borders, and sometimes it would not. Sometimes it was part of Abel, and sometimes it wasn't. The Russia-Poland border, many other countries that had shared borders, the borders fluctuated like crazy. 
So the Gemara says that it wasn't so partial. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, there was a lion that I saw, and it was similar to a bear. So Tani Rav Yosef, Elu Parsim, these are the Persians, Sha'ochlan Vishosim Kedov, the Persians, they would eat and drink like a bear. Umisur Balin Kedov, they were fat like a bear. Umagadlan Seir Kedov, they grow hair like a bear. Vain Lemenucha Kedov, they were always uh, moving about just like a bear would, minus hibernation. When they were not hibernating, they were apparently moving around a lot. I am not aware of the habits of bears. But apparently the Gemara is, and the Persians were, um, they ate like bears, they were fat like bears, and they were hairy like bears. I have I have no idea how to respond to either of your comments. I don't even know what to say. And I'm just glad you're on that side of the camera, so you don't have to deal with the fallout. Just saying. Ravami kihava chazi parsa derachi. When he would see a Persian person that was riding on a horse, he would always call out. If he saw a Persian, what would he say? Amar hainu duba naida. Oh, there's a moving bear. You just got to be careful. You know, the Persians of old were very hairy, apparently. Amar leira rav lelevi. Yeah, once is enough. Yeah, well, you're guilty. You're guilty. Of course. Yeah. It's the back table. Yes, the back table. So the Gemara says, uh, Rebbe said to Levi, Harani Parsim, show me or really describe for me the Persians. They are as strong as were the legions of Beis David, a very strong army. So too were the Persians very strong. Who are these people who are Chabarin? They were similar to people who were very destructive. Show me what the Ishmaelim look like. So says the Gemara, uh, this is talking about the angels of the Beis The Mephorshim here explain that they always wear black. Show me the that were in Bavel. They are uh, they are similar to the angels to the Malachi Ashores. Rashi over here says five lines into the wide lines. I believe this is one of the singular Mari Makomos that Tamir Chachamim should wear white. I don't, other than Hilchos Shabbos, which has its own concept of wearing white, but I'm not familiar with other Mari The fact that many in the rabbinic world, in the yeshiva world, wear white was a natural evolution of a community, just the way the communities dress. But uh, <laughs> Nevertheless, it does seem to be that there's a shtikl marimakom here, the Talmidei Chachamim Shebebavel, the day wore white. When Rebbe was about to die, Omar, he said a number of things that were prophetic in nature. Says the Gemara, Homanya, Ika Bebavel, there's a community in Bavel called Homanya, Kula Amonoihi, and he knew that all of these people were from Amon and none of them were Yidin. <laughs> That uproots a lot of marriages. That's uh, that's not so pashut. Mascaria Ikebebavel. There's a city called Mascaria. Kula de Mamzirahi. Oh, everybody there is Mamzerim. That's not good either. Birka Ikebebavel. There's a city called Birka. Shnei Achim Yeshba. There are two brothers, Shemachlif and Neshosem Zelazeh, who uh, have uh, switched their spouses, which is, of course, not only inappropriate, but also generates Mamzerus because it's Arayos. So the child of Arayos is always going to be Mamzerus. 
Birta de Satya Ika Bibabel, there's a city called Birta de Satya. Today they are saru, which is a reference to the word satya, which means to steer away or to deviate. That's where the birta satya, the city of deviation. So hayom saru What happened? There was a particular pond that had gotten smaller and it drained a little bit on Shabbos. And they violated the Isra of Tzad by trapping some of the fish that were there in this now draining pond. He put them into Shamta, he put them into excommunication. And then they, then they decided on their own to leave the Yiddish people. They decided to rebel. Of course, you can't leave the Jewish people. Once a yid, always a yid. But they decided to not be from anymore. Akra de Agma Ika Babel. There is this place of Akra de Agma, which is in Babel. And Adabar Ava Yeshba. There's a person named Adabar Ava who lives there. Turning to the top of Ayin Beis. Beis Azaf to Gadaf. We'll be going until three lines until the end of the page. But it won't take that long, as you will, will soon see. Hayom Yoshe Becheko Shal Avram. Today he's sitting in the lap of Avram. Rashi goes through a couple of mafarshim here, a couple of approaches, but Lamaisa on the second line of Rashi says, He lived through three generations of Amorim. That's a very long life. That's, uh, let's call it a uh, hundred years, whatever. He lived a long life. So then he had his bris that day. And the day that Rabbi Akiva, the day that, excuse me, that Rebbe was to die, Rebbe Yehuda was born in Bavel. De Amar Mar, we learned, Keshemes Rebbe Akiva nolad Rebbe. When Rebbe Akiva died, Rebbe was born, seemingly that they never met one another. Keshemes Rebbe nolad Rebbe Yehuda. When Rebbe died, Rebbe Yehuda was born, and Rebbe Yehuda, the famed Rebbe Yehuda, became the Talmud of both Rab and Shmuel. Keshemes Rab nolad Rava. Rebbe Yehuda, excuse me, when Rebbe Yehuda died, the nolad Rava. Keshemes Rava nolad Rav Ashi. That brings us all the way to the end of the Amorim. These births were the singular births that navigated the end of the Tanaic period all the way through the end of the Amorite period. Not that many people. And they lived, their lives spanned hundreds of years. It says the Gemara, Lelamercha, Ayin Bezim, at Bez, five lines down, She'en Sadak Niftar Min Ha'olam, a righteous person will not leave the world, Ad She'nivra Tzadik Kamosa, until the Kaddish Baruch Hu creates another Tzadik in his stead. The sun will shine and the sun will come as well. So meaning it's a homily. By the time Eli was to die, we know that Shmuel was then alive. This is based on the Pasuk. The light of Hashem before it was to be extinguished, a reference to Eli, who Shmuel was lying in his bed and got a nevuah. So we were able to see that with the death of Eli, Right at that time coincided the nevuah that took place, or the birth, really. This was talking about nevuah, but the mice, it's even the birth of Shmuel. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Siva Shem Yaakov Siviva Tsarav Yehudomer Kigon Homanya Lafum Nara? Homanya, as we saw on the previous page in the name of Rebbe, and interesting to note that it's quoted by Rebbe Yehuda, who was born at the time that Rebbe died. Uh, so he said, Homanya is Lafum Nara. Homanya is right next to the city of. Uh, Pumnara, and they had to keep a sharp distinction because Omanya wasn't from. Omanya was all Amonite. Forget about from. Many of them were going. The Pasuk then says, 
there was a nevuah, ben and he died, this person upalti, we're going to talk about him now. How can it be that this person's going to die? Now, we weren't sure. Rabbi Shmuel, there was a machlokas, that Paltihu's death was Latova, Now, let's analyze both sides. Was Paltihu's death Latova, or was Paltihu's death Lera? We're 12 lines down or so, give or take on iron base, mid base, six lines into the Y lines. Manda Amr Latova, according to those who say that Paltihu's death was good, Kiha de Istandra de Mishan Chasne de Nebuchadnezzar Hava. There was a particular uh, person. He was a one of the rulers in that neighborhood, and he was the chassan. He was the son-in-law of Nebuchadnezzar. You could imagine what that family Thanksgiving was like. It probably wasn't so good. And Shalach Lei, the son-in-law, sent to the father-in-law. He said, You have so many people who are captives by you. You can't send a couple of captives my way. I need some slaves. Can you send over some captives? wanted to send over some yidin. And this Amar uh, Palti ben Palti pipes up and says, "Don't do that." Anan, we Jews we We want to serve you. Nekum We want to stay here and serve you. The Avdin will send our Avadim. We're your Avadim, but we have our Avadim. Our Avadim will send down to your son-in-law. This was considered to be a good thing. And when Yechezkel was in this pasuk where it says that uh, that everybody cried, the pasuk four lines into the wide lines. So then it's saying that Pit, uh, what was his name? Paltihu was a good guy. He tried to help the Yidden to not be put into a more complex situation. And they should stay where they are. They had a real, it was a bad life, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Let's keep things as they are. The enemy you know is better than the enemy you don't know. So the Gemara says, maybe it was a positive. What was the other possibility? A third of the way down, maybe a little bit less. According to those who understand the Pasuk in Yechezkel, that Paltiu ben Benayahu's death was a bad thing. How can this be? The Gemara says in um, colored detail, These people came to the base Hashem. They were facing east. There were 25 people. Or Ebisochem, and among them were as Yozniya ben Ezer, as Paltiu ben Benayo, sorry, Ha'am, these two people, Paltiu being one of them, were one of the officers of the people. And the next Pasuk is terrible. They came inside to the base Hashem. They stood between the Ulam and the Mizbech. There were 25 of them. Their backsides were facing the Hechal. And their faces were facing east. So this double language is very, very odd. You don't need to be, uh, you know, a map specialist to know that if you're Paneim Kedma, that you're Achorehim, where it was El Ha'echa. So asks the Gemara, Mimashma Shnemar Ufneim Kedma, any Maira? Of course, Pasha, that it's the case that if your face is facing east, that your back is facing west. So why did the Pasuk go out of its way to state the obvious? There's no such thing as real estate on parchment that's used without good reason. 
So the Gemara tells us a horrible story about Paltihu and others, 25 people. What then was the extraneous phrase that their backsides were facing a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So the Gemara responds, halfway down on Ayin Beis and Beis. They would uh, remove their clothing on their backsides. And they would go to the bathroom with their backs facing the Ulam. They would defecate in front of the Ulam. We as Yidin pine for the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Such a thing is jarring to think about that someone could be on such a level as they stand in the Makom HaMikdash that we so desire, and they completely ruin that space with such an odd and strange Bush of Echerpa type of Avodah Zarah. The Ka'amar, and what was Yechezkel's comment about Paltihu? How can it be that Navi, how can it be that Yechezkel was saying, this kind of person who does such evil things, so he's going to die a simple death. Paltihu should have died a vicious death for what he did. Strange Havamina, I'll just call it out. Why? Because we often say that Rishayim should have a better life here so that they get all their payros out over here so that their next world has a lengthier. But the Gemara doesn't entertain that. And the Gemara assumes from here that Baltihu was a Russia. So two different approaches about Baltihu. Was he a tzaddik because he limited the Avadim from going from Nebuchadnezzar to his son-in-law? Or was he a Russia because he did this very odd behavior of, uh, of, of defecating in the Makam HaMikdash, Klape the Ulam, fine, two different shitas. And we had said that Rav and Shmuel, one of them held one way, one of them held the other. The Gemara brings a Raya Tistayim, we're halfway down on Ayin Beis, and Beis. Tistayim, maybe we can conclude the Shmuel Amar Lera, the Shmuel de Amar Lera, that Shmuel was the opinion who says that Paltihu was not a tzaddik. How so? Because according to Shmuel, as we'll soon see, there were no Avadim in that particular community at all. Um, and that means that the Avadim were never sent there, which means it can't be option number one. Let's see the writing inside. So how can it be that he's time to Shmuel to Amar Lera? To Amar Bar Avin Amar Shmuel, Mushchani Harehi Kigola Liyuchsen. We treat it like that foreign place, that outside of Eretz Yisrael place that is Kasher Liyuchsen, namely that it's part of Bavel. Mishon, and in the city of Mishon, Oh, we see that there was no Avdus in this particular city. They were not mak, but they did marry divorced women. I remember one of my childhood friends, his mother married a divorced Kohen. I remember this distinctly. And even as a child, and I barely knew anything about anything, as most children, uh, they were they just got married. And then one day I stayed at their house for Shabbos. They lived in another community. And then they took me to a Trafe restaurant Sunday morning for breakfast. I had never done this in my life. I've never been in a Trafe restaurant as a meal. Never. And I didn't know what was going on. So I, I ordered a salad. I don't know what I was doing and a, and a cup of Coke. I still order the Coke, by the way. But I, I don't typically order the tray for salad. So I ate just the vegetables. But what did I know? I sprinkled on the Parmesan cheese, which Pashat was not kosher. But as a 14-year-old, I think I fared fairly well, considering I had basically zero halachic knowledge other than I should not be in this room right now. So then it wasn't surprising that he that she married a garush, that the, this guy, that she was a grusha and the Kohen married her, whatever. Anyways, this community had no avadim. So if this community had no avadim, then it can't be the city that was spoken about between Nebuchadnezzar and his son-in-law because Nebuchadnezzar didn't send Jews there, but did send avadim there. But here we see there were no avadim there. Elad must be that according to the Shita of Shmuel, 
it must be that since there were no avadim there, he must be under the assumption that Paltihu was a Russia, and therefore he was the one who defecated in the Makam Amikdash, Klape Mar. Says the Gemara Lavdaf, Kalolam Emalach Shmuel, that Amar Latova. Perhaps this is not a good Mari Makam, because of Shmuel Atayme. It may well be that Avadim were sent to this particular community. To Amar, one he, that Shmuel may well hold, Hamafkir Avdo, if a person is Mafkir their Ebed, Yatsa Lecheros Veeno Tzarach Get Shechro. There is no need to do more than simply free him. And as long as the Avadim were sent to this town, were freed, then you're right. This place is considered like Gola and They're totally fine to marry. Shanemar, the Pasuk says, Kol Eved Ish Miknas Kesef. I feel like we've seen this Gemara before. Yeah, it's in Yuvamos and in Nazir and in Gittin. Oh, only three times. Okay. <laughs> My feelings weren't strong enough. So the Gemara says, what about this Pasuk that's Ad Eved Ish Below Eved Isha, why does the Pasuk reference in Isha? Ela Eved she yesh lo rishus the rabbo alav karui Eved Eved she ain rat the rabbo rishus alav eno karui Eved. A person whose rav has no domain over him anymore because he was mafkir him, he's no longer an Eved even without a star shichror. So therefore, very well could be that Avadim were sent to that first community, and it very well could be that Shmuel holds the tova. So therefore, we don't know if Rav or Shmuel was the one who held that Paltiu ben Benayahu was a Russia or was not a Russia. All that we've learned so far is like Rav Meir. Perhaps, according to the Chachamim, they have a more broad, lenient view that we assume people to be kosher unless otherwise noted from all lands. That's basically what we do nowadays. We assume people are kosher. I remember, pretty sure when I got married, Rabbi Matanki made me get a letter from someone saying that, or no, he wrote me a letter for something else. I remember what it was a little bit different. So, okay. So basically we do nothing for our chasnas here. We're just on some assumption that the people that are children or that we marry are from a Yidin. Okay. So it says the Gemara, that was the Tanakama, the Machlokes of Meir and the Chachamim in regards to Aratzos in general. Do they have a Cheskas Kashrus or not? Rav Meir was Makbed and the Chachamim were Mekel. Amemar Sharle the Rav Huna Barnasa Liminsa of Itza Mechuziasa. And Amemar allowed Ravuna to marry someone from Chutzarts, from Achoza. Says the Gemara, Amar le Ravashi, my daitach, what exactly is your opinion? If you want to say, to Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmoz, Udiri Rabmer, Vachachalim, Amar Mkola, Ratzos, Bechazkas, Kashra, Sein Omdos. If you want to say that the reason why she's allowed to, why you're allowed to marry the woman from Achoza is because we hold like the Chachamim that Akola, uh, Ratzos, Arkshiros. That can't be. Rav Kahana was makbid. He said that not all the Aratzos are kosher. The Beirav Papa also lo masniachi. They also felt that kol Aratzos were not kosher. Beirav Zvid also lo masniachi. They got a lot of marimakomos again. Just because there's a sheet of the Chachamim doesn't mean we hold that way. That's why we don't paskin from the Gemara on our own. We need Rishonim and Achronim and Ashulchan Aruch. Shachs and Tazes and Igris motion, all the Chupas. We need everything. Can't learn a sugya from Stam hearing one brisa. So the Gemara says, don't worry, <laughs> he didn't accept the Moser and he did still hold the Kol HaRatzos for Ksheros. Why? Okay, thank you. Because the Gemara says, Rav Zvid Minarda was a Meiko. Let's talk about one more sugya of Mamzerus. Tana Rabbanon, four-fifths of the way down, 12, 15 lines from the bottom, Tana Rabbanon, Mamzerus, Vinesine, Tehorim, Laasid, Lavo, Dibri, Rabbi Yossi. 
Mamzerim and Nesinim are going to be Tahor in the future. Mayor Omer ain't Tahorim. No, they will not be. Amr Le Rav Yossi, wait one second. How can you say that they won't be pure? HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be Matahir them in the future. Lo'asi lovo. Lo kvar nemar. V'zarakti alechem ma'im Tahorim v'tahartem. It says Tahor twice. It says Tahorim and v'tahartem. One of them, one of the phrases of Tahorim we use for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur season. That's a plastic we quote all the time. The other one is to teach us that Mamzerim and Nesinim will be Tahor at some point in the future. It's only from Tuma and it's only from Avodah But the fact that you're a Mamzer, that's your problem. And the Psukim don't absolve you from your problems. So Amr Lo Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, That's an extra Pasuk. It says the Gemara, that's not a good argument. Rav Meir says that the Pasuk says, it seems to be that they're still called a Mamzer, and they were all set, set to live in the city of Ashtod as Mamzerim. You have to live in your own little enclave in Ashtod. But according to Rav Yossi, how do you understand that Pasuk? The Pasuk seems to say that the Mamzerim have to live separately. According to you, Rav Yossi, that the Mamzerim are going to all of a sudden be Tahorim in the future, what does the Pasuk mean by you? How do you understand this Pasuk? Says the Gemara, the Metargim, Rav Yosef. There's a Targum of Rav Yosef on the Pasuk of Ayeshev Mamzer Ba'ashtod. On the word Ayeshev, the Targum reads, Yasvun Beis Yisrael L'Rochzan. They will settle. These Jews, the Mamzerim, will settle the Rochzan in a, securely, Be'ar Ahon, in our land. To have a damuba, which in the past was uh, something that was uh, a, a place for Lenuchrain, only for people who were foreigners. So it seems to imply that you're no longer a foreigner. Now you're a regular Yid, and really you'll become Tahor, even from your Mamzerus. We seem to pask in this way that at some point in the future, the Mamzerus will be dissolved. Without that, says Rav Yosef, if not for the Psak of Shmuel, Hava Asi Eliyahu. I might have thought that Eliyahu would have come along. Mafik Minan Savroni Savroni. We would have seen throngs of people being dragged out of their communities, Kolarin, in chains because we thought they were Mamzerin. Elamai, we passed in like Rabbi And at some point in the future, these Mamzerin will become freed. Tomorrow's daf will be recorded and posted in Mir Hashem by the middle of the day. We'll pick up at Tanu Rabbonin, three lines from the bottom on daf Ayin Bez and Bez, wishing you all a beautiful night. Mir Hashem back together in person on Thursday night.